This episode is sponsored by Audible. Get a free audiobook of your choice that you get to keep with their free trial. You can learn more at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 81. Welcome to The Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where we explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. Today we are going to Baser, Kansas to talk to Pastor Robert Weinkoff. He's the pastor there at Risen Savior Lutheran Church. Pastor Weinkoff, welcome to the show. Thank you. So help orient us geographically. We are in Kansas. Where exactly is Baser? We're just right outside the metro Kansas City area, not far from I-70, which puts us on a little bit of the northwest side of the major metro area of, of the Kansas City, which sits on the border between Kansas and Missouri. Okay, great. And now Kansas City, there's a Kansas City, Kansas, and a Kansas City, Missouri, right? There's actually two different cities in the same metro area, is that right? Uh, correct. And then there's a lot of a large suburbs as well. The uh, most of Kansas City is on the Missouri side, uh, yet Kansas has a, a number of large 100,000-plus um, uh, suburbs that make up really the central and south of the Kansas side of the metro area. Uh, they're about 25 minutes to the south of us. We, we have cows in our backyard here, uh, but in about five minutes, you can get into as much city as you want to get into. I see. All right, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you come to the Kansas City area? What's your background? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I uh, second career, I, you would say, in, in my vocation as a pastor. As a small child, I had uh, long thought of being either a pastor, greatly influenced as a child uh, by the pastor in my congregation, and uh, or uh, in law enforcement. I had a number of family in law enforcement. And so as a kid, those two things were there. Um, after graduating college, I, uh, the uh, police department wasn't hiring, uh, but I did 12 years of police reserve work. So a lot of uh, Friday, Saturday nights, tucking the kids into the whole car. But um, so I was in, in a, a, with a, a major um, a, a company right out of college. And, uh, but, but I knew I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. And um, so in business management, it was a, a blessing. The law enforcement work, I had opportunities uh, throughout the years as a career there. But um, while in, there's many things that I could do in life, there's one thing I had to do in life. And so at uh, two children, my wife and uh, from Topeka and Kansas, and we went to the seminary. Uh, we we're going to go to St. Louis. Um, had uh, My wife didn't like it as much being in the middle of a big city as she's kind of a farm girl. And when we started to look for affordable housing and the, the traffic and such uh, ended up kind of on an afterthought went to Fort Wayne uh, ordained in 2007 uh, came to the uh, church I think the first Sunday I was there we had about 15 people and you could liken the building to a, a double white trailer uh, and God be praised that um, that I had a parish and uh, but in that first year we started to grow and a uh, very limited facility. And about seven miles away, there was another church that was maybe down to about 40 people and uh, a congregation that had had much strife. And, uh, and, and I actually came to a congregation that, um, going back a little bit, I, 
they had split off. Um, it, it was a congregation that they, they remained LCMS during the Seminex days, but most of the congregation, they took their building, left, and went to the ELCA. So I came to a parish that the last 30 years, they just had retired uh, pastors covering it. Um, and and so uh, the first pastor there in 30 years, and uh, they were kind of making the good old college try. They saved up the money to provide for my um, support for about two years. <laughs> And uh, thanks be to God, it, it all worked out well. But um, and and he, the Lord grew the church while um, we just uh, enjoyed His gifts and had a few beers, and uh, the Lord was doing all the work. And so, so in that first year, then a congregation that had about fifteen, twenty people, and and on a Sunday morning, we merged with another church about seven and a half miles away that. They had about 40 people on a Sunday morning. And really the question was, well, in, instead of two small churches struggling, um, why don't we put all of our people and resources together and see what the Lord may do with it? And and we did. And, um, yeah, and it's been, that's now been uh, 14 years ago. And the Lord has continued to uh, brought his blessings upon us. We grow every year. Um, uh, for seven years, I was a vicarage supervisor, taking a, uh, a third-year man and his family uh, from the seminary, and uh, they got to enjoy the, the life of the congregation. We've been in a new building for about uh, 10 years, perhaps one of the most beautiful, I think, churches built in, like, uh, in the world, <laughs> I think. And, uh, and, and we, uh, then more people kept coming and coming, and so we had to make another expansion, uh, build a bigger hall, bigger kitchen, uh, build a gymnasium, built uh, more classrooms. And, uh, and then just this, in the last few weeks, we have brought in a, a second pastor. And then also we brought in a cantor uh, who will be working um, uh, almost full-time hours uh, in helping with the, the music. So it's just uh, been uh, amazing days here. Uh, even through the, the, the months of, and years of COVID, we, we have more people attending now than, than did before COVID. Um, and, and really, we, we get members. It's... it's from about 15, 16 different communities. They, they, um, and, and if, so if you're looking for historical liturgy, um, the, the Lutheran practice that has been going on for hundreds of years, uh, historical practices of the church, um, a, um, as the, uh, the, the psalmist declares to worship the Lord in a splendor of holiness, or the, the Hebrews, reverence and awe, um, that is what I think marked our Sunday mornings. Everything is about the, the word and sacrament every Sunday, and uh, we open up the hymnal, and the pastor stands in the pulpit, and we keep growing and growing. And uh, the Lord is uh, last year. I think we had 11 babies um, baptized here. May God be praised. A lot of young families driving quite a distance and looking for something that they cannot find um, often within an hour drive. So that's where we are today. That is wonderful. And thank you for giving us the background on you. Tell us a little bit more about kind of where you've been geographically. You mentioned your time before here being in Topeka. Uh, did you grow up in the Kansas City area as well? No, I'm I, I born and raised in Topeka, oh, okay. uh, which is about an hour away. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've always kind of been in northeast Kansas for that matter. And it. Um, so, um, yeah, in you know, at the seminary, they they mention your name and they, they hand you a document and that's where you go. They, they could have said North Dakota. They could have said Texas. Uh, I'm, I'm gl glad because of um, our, my, 
my in-laws and also for my folks, especially with and and relatives that both my wife and I had, that uh, we were within an hour or two hours of of many of them in returning uh, to the uh, northeast corner of Kansas. Great. So tell us a little bit more about that northeast part of Kansas. What would you say are some of the best things about the area that you're in there in Baser? Um. You know, it, it's one of those things where I think that we enjoy the country life that is quiet at night. We don't hear uh, many sirens. Um, there, it's a peaceful night. It's not a lot of traffic. We're uh, kind of a bedroom community to the Kansas City metro area. And, you know, it's, it's nice that if you need to get to the Costco, the Sam's, you know, they're 10, 15 minutes away or, or to the rest of the uh, commerce and industry and to jobs that, uh, you know, we've got that uh, good access, easy access with various roads. But uh, the baser really doesn't have a, a downtown area. It's just a collection of neighborhoods. At, at one time, it did have a downtown, but then it burned down, and then the Great Depression hit, and no one wanted to build it back. Uh, and so it's just a collection of neighborhoods that most everyone would live and work in, and excuse me, work in the um, in the metro Kansas City area. Or you know, there are uh, a few places around, but our our community of baser that is is about five thousand people. We've got a couple liquor stores, two restaurants, no grocery store, no downtown, um, but uh, the Lord is, it's a, a very joyous, uh, peaceful place to live. That's really good to kind of have that advantage of being in a quieter place, but also have that access. Would that be a good way of, of summing it up, would you say? Yeah, and, and I'd say um, the, the Lord has grown. Our, our congregation probably sits about 550 members and the, the majority of them would, are living in the city or suburb. I see. Uh, that, that a few of them are, are out here in the country in more rural setting, but I'd say three-fourths of them come from various suburbs and, and city areas. Okay. Let's talk about the flip side. What would you say are some of the, the, the challenges or disadvantages about being in that area? Uh, oh, gosh. Um, well, I, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> That, uh, you know, certainly um, it, uh, we're, we're the blessing. We, we have such a, a transient society that people can pick and live and choose anywhere they want to. And certainly there's plenty of jobs. I, I'd say there probably aren't too many pitfalls of what we have. You know, certainly, the I, I, you know, being kind of jokingly, we, we don't have a grocery store. <laughs> we, we do have a Casey's and we have a, a Dollar General uh, uh, that people can make quick runs to. But, it, it, you know, you have to run you know, uh, 15 minutes to a, a Walmart or a, uh, or the, the, the grocery store chains to get groceries. There's little things like that, but certainly everything in life's a trade-off. It's nice to be in a more of a rural setting. And, uh, but we're, you know, we realize too, we're kind of flyover country, but it certainly the, the metro area of Kansas City, it offers everything that somebody would want to have for, uh, in regards to nightlife and entertainment and sports venues and and uh, entertainment venues, yet uh, you're you're in an area that you can um, listen to the cows at night if you want to hear them move away uh, without without getting too far from the metro area. All right, fantastic. So we've talked about the advantages and some of the disadvantages. Let's talk about what it's like to be Lutheran there. Would you say that in that part of Kansas, p- people are pretty familiar with what it means to be Lutheran or what a Lutheran is? Or is it like many places that, well, what's a Lutheran? Yeah, it, it's if you look at the map of, of how Lutherans migrated, and you would have pockets of 
of immigrants come in uh, really turn of the century and before that in their farming areas and farming communities. But if you look at the map that in Kansas, uh, a lot of things kind of stalled out. You know, we, we, we in, in our Kansas district, we have about 160 LCMS congregations, but there are twice as many Lutherans in Missouri, twice as many Lutherans in Nebraska than us. Now, and, and of course, if you go south of us, you hit the Oklahoma state line you're going to run into Baptist country. <laughs> but uh, And so not uh, the Lutheran Church wasn't in the state of Kansas as it was, as you would see north of us in Nebraska, or even in um, Missouri. But uh, yeah, and but even more so, in our area, the, the state of Lutheranism, uh, it, you won't find uh, a great deal of, of many Lutherans. And 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 so that, uh, and that's kind of the blessing today that it, we, we don't have a long history in this area uh, of um, and, and much prominence, I should say, of of uh, of no, uh, notability of really a lot of Methodist, Baptists, and Roman Catholics in that regard of major denominations. But certainly the and 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 of course um, it we, we do have a number of large churches in the Lutheran Church LCMS uh, in our metro areas uh, that are have some uh, visibility there. But overall, in northeast Kansas and even in the, the state of Kansas, you know, again, 160 congregations, you you don't have a, um, it, it's not like going to Indiana or even Illinois or, you know, like I said, Nebraska, Iowa, um, or in, in Missouri as well. But uh, sort of, but certainly, too, the it is something, um, we, we offer something that, especially here, something that people cannot find anywhere else. The, the, the treasures of the sacrament and uh, the, the treasures of, of, of what the, the word means, how our life flows from the divine service that, you know, you can find uh, really, uh, we have a number of many new Lutherans that come in and, and they, they walk in the door. They don't know exactly what's going on, but it looks unlike every other church they see on the corner, right? With the, the screen and the band up front and, 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 and the different uh, worship motifs that they use. Um, and, and many of them stick around to say, Hey, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but you know, I, I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm going to dig dig further. And then when you realize that what we're doing, it, it's not just there, there's really it's it's nothing about style. It's not really even about tradition, uh, but it's all about Christ. It's all about the scriptures. And and that is why people have been doing what we're doing for thousands of years. Um, that, that's not something I made up in my office on a Tuesday morning that we're going to try out. Right. Or, or, or nothing that the band was working on this past weekend and they've got a new set. Right. Um, we're, we're, we're singing the faith, we're teaching the faith, um, singing the songs of scripture. And, and, and I think that's certainly, uh, what, what is, what is drawing people in. It's, it's all about Christ, every movement and turn, why we, why we ring bells or, or light incense, why we, why we, uh, bend the knee, why we move in the way we do, why the, the pastor comes out wearing a weird outfit and a strange looking colorful dress, right? <laughs> Whatever. And uh, whatever the different ideas that people have, and it, it is certainly all the centrality of Christ that realizing in the, in the service, every movement and turn is, is all about the article of justification. It's about what Christ has done for us, is doing for us, and what he will do for us. And, uh, and everything that speaks of that in, uh, in our service. And, you know, and, and that's really the epitome of, of all the songs of Scripture and the Scriptures, right? That, that God speaks holy words to us. And the foremost of praise is to speak those words back to him, where, where he is the doer of the verb, that he is the, the, the object of, of, of uh, in 
in terms of what he has done, is doing, and what he will continue to do, that how I feel about it, how I think about it, is all nice and fine and well. If my heart feels warm and fuzzy and tingly because I like the song, well, that's nice and well. But uh, we, we're not enthusiasts. We, uh, we have this object reality um, that we look to his word, the object reality of what these sacraments deliver to us and these treasures that we have. Um, that sadly, that you know, we live in a world that they they miss out on these things and they don't value them. Yeah, and certainly not as appreciated as they they should be. Let's talk a little bit more about the area in terms of its ethos. Do you, would you say you've already talked about how it's not as as Lutheran as people might think of in terms of compared to as you were just saying Nebraska and Missouri, but would you say that the the average person on the like the the person on the street is more of a has that kind of Christian tradition, whether it's, it might not be Lutheran, but it's certainly like a Christian ethos, or is it more secularized at this point? Yeah, I'd say the, um, the, the, the general view of what is a Lutheran, and, and especially because of the diversity that you will find in our churches uh, throughout the metro area, that uh, I, I, many people will liken the idea of Lutheranism as just another flavor of of, of of American Protestantism, it, it's it. They may see it as very similar to um, American evangelism, or uh, the uh, evangelistic type of churches. That uh, you, because you know, again, the, a lot of it relates to what they sing, uh, what they do, um, and, and and you see a lot of harmonization with many Lutheran churches and the American evangelical churches. And and with that too, that I think that's how many people might view the idea of what is a Lutheran. Um, where where people might walk in here, they may see us being being looking and sounding very much like a Roman Catholic church in some regard. Um, that isn't until you kind of un, unpack some of the, um, the some of the the nuances and history historical notes and and why we're doing what we're doing. And they'd see we're we're very much not Roman Catholic, um, and and we would certainly we would take issue with the errors of of the Roman Church, but but we are very we should desire to be Catholic. In that regard, right, um, the the, uh, the universal church, and and I'm always surprised how that the it seems like we live in a world where uh, whether it be it Lutheran or whatever it may be, non-denominational, on that there's no desire for any type of uh, a, a Catholicity of a church or the or the ecclesia of what it means to be the church, and and certainly uh, much of that is influenced by our American society that wants to be very much a individualistic. Um, in pragmatic, uh, self-determining uh, individual or, or group and body that uh, so that our Lutheran identity is is really unknown in in, in or it's or it's been just sucked into the to, to be harmonized with American evangelicalism. It's just or it's just like another flavor of ice cream. Uh, you know, choose what flavor you like and and run with it. Right, and but but that not that being said though, and and of course then. When you do see Lutheran, you, you of course, you've got the two major Lutheran bodies. And so there's confusion in the public about what is a Lutheran. Uh, you know, someone says, oh, yeah, my, my brother goes to a Lutheran church, too. And um, his pastor, you know, Jane Doe, is, oh, oh, oh that, that's not the kind of Lutherans we are. All right. And so there's confusion among what is a Lutheran, right, and not to mention what is a, a Christian. And, and, and yeah, and, and furthermore, how uh, we're living in a, a world that's increasingly antagonistic, obviously, to Lutheran thought, right? 
the, the sanctity of life, the sanctity of marriage, uh, God, you know, created in God's image, um, and, and that this and to think that this closed-minded God only created two genders, right? That uh, uh, it is a matter by which um, that you know we, of course, our Lord's admonition that the 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 people will hate us, and and so we carry it as honor, to uh, but uh, the, to be in the world but not of the world, and so it's ever more to um, desire to um, believe, teach, confess, practice as the church always has, rather than just try to make up new things or, or cut things out and and or, or to be so influenced by culture that that we uh, uh, get uh, tossed and, and to and fro by every wind of doctrine right yeah. Uh, so yeah that makes sense let's take a moment to thank our sponsor if you enjoy listening to audio and to the Lutheran cartographer you will also enjoy audible it's a service from Amazon that gets you a audiobook of your choice every month. And you can also try out this service for free for 30 days that comes with a free audiobook that you get to keep, even if you decide not to continue with their service. Check it out at lutherancartographer.com audible. If you're looking for a book to explore this month, I would recommend checking out Pastor Will Wheaton's Thank, Praise, Serve, and Obey, Recovering the Joys of Piety. It's a book about Lutheran piety, not pietism. And it was a great blessing to me as I listened to it on my trip out to Missouri. So check it out at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. Let's get back to our guest. Let's go on and talk about what it's like to raise a family in Baser. Uh, well, the uh, it's um, kind of a, a nice, quiet community. Our um, new pastor that has come in from Tucson, Arizona, and with four little kids in tow, he's trying to find housing this time. And every day he's looking at housing. He's been looking at housing every day now for uh, four weeks and uh, trying to find a house. And the uh, it's been difficult. Thanks be to God, the Lutheran Church Extension Fund has uh, provided tremendous help for pastors to get home loans that to make it very easy for for men to get in their home, yet uh, the housing market is is crazy, and, and this is everywhere, right throughout the U.S. That we're, we're hopefully that as the, the world is returning to some normalcy with um, the the COVID trends, with um, you know there's still supply issues and inflation issues and uh, housing issues at, at at hand, but it looks like it's moving in a good direction. That eventually, you, you to get um, affordable housing to find. Uh, where, where people aren't asking outrageous uh, amounts of money for it, uh, the, prayerfully it, it's it's changing. Um, but but realizing too that yeah, you know, the closer you are to a metro area, the, the more housing uh, may cost, um, and and the more you'll you'll have close neighbors, right? Uh, so where we are in, in Baser, Kansas, again being on the edge of the metro area, you know, we, we it's there's a lot of green space and 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 and, and farms surrounding us and surrounding neighborhoods that it, it certainly could be a very quiet place and, and peaceful place to, to raise a family uh, to where, you know, and you, but you think even in, um, in, in, a, in a small town, Kansas, so to speak, as, as we could be labeled, there, what you find in schools, what you, what you find in the community is, is really no different than, than much of the, uh, the, uh, uh, the scandal of what's taking place, even in the inner cities where, you know, you're going to have uh, either the, uh, be it uh, uh, issues and topics and matters that 
are being taught in the school, uh, issues with families and people. Uh, thankfully, I, I'm not sure if I've ever heard of a murder in Baser in the 14 years I've been here. May God be praised for that. Uh, but but no doubt there is uh, there are many issues with with uh, crime. But thankfully, we are often kind of isolated from that by living. In, in more of a bedroom community than, um, yeah, that, you know, the car, cars can get broken into at night, uh, but, but many of our neighbors, we, you know, don't lock our cars at night and, and, or, you know, um, I'm sure everyone's locking their door at night, but, um, I am not aware of anyone getting their house broken quite, quite simply. So, you know, we're always vigilant and watchful for ourselves and our neighbor, uh, when it comes to, um, a, a criminal element, but, the uh, it is a um, a nice and peaceful place and and certainly too we while the public schools are good they, they certainly are becoming ever hostile towards christian thought as well and so we actually for the last three years or we're in our fourth year now uh are, are operating a homeschool co-op that, that essentially it, it costs the church nothing to operate every every one of our churches could could do this to where will be it a, a cottage school a homeschool co-op to where that you you gather uh, other uh, you know, either people in the congregation and people in the community are certainly invited to come in our doors and be a part of our uh, academy, as it is, and and we operate uh, two days a week in a classical education approach, and to where um, the the blessing by which we can those families in the congregation in our community that want a, a, a Christian classical education to make it affordable and and to help provide that service to the community and, and as well to uh, foremost to to our families and the parents in their task of uh, trying to teach children. That's a fantastic idea. I would highly encourage everybody to to consider doing that at their church, uh, forming a homeschool co-op. Uh, are there any resources that you'd recommend for that? Well, uh, yeah, you know, I, a lot of it is, well, we looked at when we first formated for, uh, the, the formulation of our um, homeschool co-op, we looked at best practices of what other Christians were doing, other churches were doing. Uh, there are some classical schools and, and, and Christian um, co-ops uh, within our Lutheran community. We'd look at what they did, and a lot of it is just looking at uh, what our parents need and what they're looking for. And so we, we actually, uh, ages five through high school is what we deliver. Uh, much of the resources come from uh, Memoria Press, also from, uh, we use some Christian uh, books and Veritas Press, I think, on a couple items. But it, it is a matter by which the, the, where their parents will provide the materials, and we provide a, a setting where um, where the, the, the parents will send a, it's less than $20 a day, basically. You could drop off your kid at 8.30, pick them up at 3.30, and, and the community of which, uh, in which the enrichment of various classes and our, our chapel or uh, the, uh, the there's you know PE recess and uh, recreation time involved, snack time involved, and in which uh, providing our parents in the congregation and and in the community that that any parent or grandparent can can homeschool their child with with utilizing the resources we provide, having the um, the, the curriculum and the, the lesson plans and the network to help every parent in their tasks that that anyone could do this and and certainly the the, the blessing that we could be in uh, that that ever any church could be in which basically it costs the church nothing to operate uh, all the money that the parents pay for their children to be in the program goes directly to our instructors um, of course the instructors many of them have either homeschooled uh, at other places before or other co-ops or there are parents and they got kids in the program too 
And so it, we, we don't have employees. We don't, have, we don't pay them benefits. Uh, but basically, uh, whatever the, the parents pay for each child to be in that class goes to those instructors, um, or you could even call them tutors in that regard. And it, it seems to work. And where the parents and the children love the program, that, uh, and again, a model by which any, um, any one of our congregations could utilize. And whether you have five kids or, or 50 kids, uh, we have about 40 kids in, in our program. And it can be a matter by which, yeah, looking at what uh, best practice of what others are doing and, and looking at how to, to model that and fashion that uh, to the distinct parish. Fantastic. All right, let's go on and talk about what it, what are some of your favorite things to do in the area. If you had a friend coming into town, what would you say? Ah, you got to go check out this restaurant or go do this activity or go hike on this trail. What would you recommend? Maybe having a beer or a scotch on our courtyard would be. <laughs> uh, but no, I would, you know, we have a, um, a World War One museum, the only World War One museum, maybe in, the, in all of uh, the U.S. Yeah, I think it is. North America, and uh, th- that's certainly a, a site to behold some of the to see some history and and artifacts from that era. Uh, there's also um, we have a, uh, a a Casey Beer Company that uh, is a regional uh, brewery that uh, they will give tours, and it's a, a little fascinating uh, microbrew place to where they, they serve about four or five states, and it, it's actually it's a Lutheran guy over in Missouri, but and this is down in the city, and uh, he imports his uh, uh, hops and barley and, and oats from Germany. And, and so it's authentic German beer. And, and they also serve some, some food along with it. And it's, it's quite a, a venue to, to go see that All, Boulevard Brewing Company, which is, um, a, a national company of, uh, they, uh, are also locally based here. So there's a couple things like that. Uh, Kansas city is, is one of a number of cities in the kind of the top tier of barbecue places, uh, to, 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 to sample the barbecue. So that's uh, one of the notoriety items that you'll find in the, the Kansas City area. And as well, the, the sports teams, the, that uh, with the, the Chiefs and the Royals, uh, you can get to that complex about, in about 25 minutes from here. It's easy to get in and out of. And the, the spectacle of the, the major sports teams. Also, the Major League Soccer team uh, sporting Kansas City, uh, they, they won a championship a few years ago. They're, they're, they do well most every year. And uh, their venue is, is very is about ten minutes from from our church here too, so um, as well the you know you can always find uh, the the bars restaurants nightlife going on, but th- th- I think those are some of the highlights that you would find here that uh, you know there's uh, maybe not some of the the, the notoriety of, of some of the other metro areas in in some regard, but I, I think you could always find something to do and something that suits your taste. But those are some a couple of highlights there. It, it, it's fun to go out to a Royals game where you kind of walk up to the gate and, and get a ticket and, and go enjoy some food and, and baseball. And, and it doesn't cost too much to, to enjoy a night out at a ball game uh, on the major league team. Uh, and, uh, or like I said, finding a, um, a local brewery and some, and to uh, enjoy a, a beverage and uh, in that regard. So. Absolutely. Pastor Weinkoff, as we start to close out the podcast, I want to make sure to give you the opportunity to point our listeners where you'd like. Your church's website, places to follow you online, where would you like to point our listeners? Okay, yeah, our, uh, yeah, our website is, um, and we, we just changed it over to the .church domain. So it's rs 
LCMS, so like Risen Savior Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. So R, uh, R, they, the letters of RSLCMS.church is where you'll find our church. And we, uh, yeah, the, the, our, uh, our structure, our, our main facility is almost 10 years old. Uh, it, it was built to, to look timeless. Uh, many people walk in and say, this place could be, looks like it could be over 100 years old, but it's, it's 10 years old. Uh, and, uh, but, and there you'll find information about our, our church and uh, posting of, of sermons, posting of uh, some documents there that may be helpful. And uh, in our, we uh, have uh, year-round Wednesday services, uh, but in foremost Sunday mornings, we have 8 and 10.30 with an education hour in between. And so the, the matter by which the blessing by which the, you know, it seems every day, every Sunday, we, uh, we see new people kind of looking, uh, coming by to visit or to inquire to see what's going on in this place and the, uh, and the, the blessing that, uh, uh, that everything here be all about Christ and his works to, as he pours out his word and sacrament for us. And that website is rslcms.church is where you'll find us. Yeah. Fantastic. Dear listener, you can find links to that and to everything else that Pastor Weinkoff mentioned today at the show notes page as well. It'll be at lutherancartographer.com slash 81. Thank you again for your time today. What are your parting thoughts for our listeners? Be steadfast. Be Lutheran, right? In a world that's that's going to hate you, uh, take heart. Uh, for the a servant is not greater than their master, and our Lord is, is with us every step. And certainly, as it should be our desire, I think, to, to resonate with other family and friends, our desire just to, uh, what if there's a place to believe, teach, confess, practice, and, and worship as a church always has throughout the centuries? That place can still be found. Um, and certainly we, we look forward and invite all of our family and friends to discover what it means to be uh, an authentic, historical, confessional Lutheran. Amen. God's peace. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Lutheran Cartographer. For more about the things that we talked about today, check out the show notes page at lutherancartographer.com slash 81. I encourage you to check out that Audible offer. That'll be at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.